Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Bar podcast brought to you by the coaches and clients of Arte Fitness Durham, Sunderland and of course the Barbell Club where we take you from complete beginner to photo shoot ready. If you need any information at all on our programmes, just click the link below. Um, it's going to take you to a call booking system. Uh, book a call in with Sarah. She'll discuss your goals, the programme details and all the pricing options of what we have available to see if we can help you on your journey. So today's episode, we have the beautiful inside and out Jenny Hamilton. She is an active bikini competitor and online coach. She gives a huge insight into the world of doing what she does. Um, it is an athletic sport. The, the time, the dedication and all the ins and outs. And for me to get such an insight of a world which I'm unfamiliar with was so insightful. And what I really liked about this is just the beam and positivity of how Jenny coaches people through the process and obviously sees the light in all of what the competing world can be and should be. It's really good. Please watch this right through till the end because there's some huge nuggets in there, especially when she talks about dieting is actually a privilege. So enjoy the show and share with your friends as well. And make sure you hit the subscribe button. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, right then. Uh, who is Jenny Hamilton? Oh God, what a question. <laughs> um, professionally, yes. um, I'm a coach. Uh -huh. I've been working in the fitness industry for over five years now, um, but I'm also a competitor. I, oh, I don't know, I don't even know what to say out of myself <laughs> apart from what I do as my job. Um, but yeah, I'm a bikini competitor, I'm an online coach, right. I was a personal trainer for a few years as well. And yeah. How old are you? I'm, that's a good one. I'm, <laughs> I'm 25. You're 25, okay. Yeah, um, I'm from Scotland, yeah. living in the northeast now, but got my dog, <laughs> my boyfriend, <laughs> that's my little family unit. Yeah. I, my life basically revolves around fitness. So, right. Yeah. That's, Brilliant. That's you me. wrapped that, you said you were going to keep talking. And that I know, so but that, that, that's <laughs> who I am. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> what I do, different story. <laughs> so I know you just very touched on it there. So like, wh what is it that you do where you said bikini competitors? So what, what is that? Yeah, so bikini competitions or bodybuilding in general, uh, so different to like fitness, like we were just talking yeah. about. Um, but with bikini competitions or bodybuilding competitions in general, you're trying to find that balance of bringing in a conditioned look, with a good amount of muscle. Um, for bikini specifically, it's very subjective. So depending on the different federations or classes you do, they'll favor a different overall look. So maybe right. some shows they'll want a bigger girl who's a bit more lean. Another show they might want a more petite girl who's maybe not quite as lean. And so trying to find where you fit in with all of the different categories and classes and stuff can be interesting, but um, it's a lot of hard work, <laughs> a lot yeah. of dieting, um, and, but it's so much fun and it's a really good challenge and something that I personally, I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did when I first right, tried it, yeah. but yeah, I really love it. So that's like, I find it hard, like I know you were saying before about not wanting, not like, it's very new for you as well. Yeah. Um, what would you say is something that you think you don't understand about it or don't know about it or? Well, that's my next oh, question. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what would be the difference in categories? Because the like years ago, it was like just bodybuilding. Yeah. And then the, as like that's Arnie's years, <laughs> and then as the years have gone on, it's just opened more and more and more. And yeah. More categories. So, so, what's the difference between say your categories? Because where you've just said there with the different federations, you probably fit into different categories in different ones. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, with female, I'll talk about female categories. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, of course. So, with female categories, so I do bikini, which right. is the smallest. It's not necessarily that small, but the smallest category of them all. So, you've got bikini, which is looking for a balanced physique um, without too much muscle. They want to see some separation, but without being like really, really shredded. Then right. the next step up, you've got um, like your figure classes. So with figure they're looking for that little bit basically what you have a bikini but a little bit more and a slightly different shape so with bikini there's a big focus on delts and glutes with figure you right. bring a lot more back into it and um, looking for like a kind of more v taper okay. yeah. um, and then above that you've got women's physique which is 
bigger and leaner again, and then women's bodybuilding, bigger right. and leaner again. Um, you've also got one class kind of in the middle somewhere, which is called wellness, which is very bottom heavy. So that's girls that have got very dominant quads, hamstrings, glutes, right, okay. with a smaller upper body. And that's a very that kind of new class over the last few years. But again, depending on the federations you do, there's a lot of kind of slight changes and yeah. differences between each class. So like the season I just did, I did um, bikini trained, which is like a leaner version of bikini in one, in one show. And then I did a different federation with bikini and the judges told me I should go do wellness. And then the next time I did normal bikini and each time I placed either first or second, but completely different criteria, completely right. different feedback. So it's very subjective. And this yeah. is the thing is, it's the same as if you were to do dancing or like synchronized swimming or gymnastics swimming. There's okay. somebody judging and scoring you and it's their opinion. So it's not necessarily that if you were to do the same show or like the same federation, but do different shows, if it's a different judging panel, you can get totally different results. So God. yeah, it is. It's one of those ones that a lot of people, they can get very fixated on that end result of what the judges have told you but I think you have to kind of dig a bit deeper and make the, ju the journey a bit more personal to you to yeah. get the most out of it because if you just rely on somebody else telling you that all right yeah you look good all it takes is one person's opinion to sway it off and then you could feel totally oh, miserable yeah. about it all so yeah it's yeah. a minefield a hundred percent would you say then that um the top so which ones that, what's like say the 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 top one is it like the Arnold's? Is it like the yeah? Olympia? So if, if you're talking about the um, IFBB or NPC, yes. so that's like where you've got the Olympia, and that's yeah. what you've got like Arnold and uh -huh. um, all of your like Chris Bumstead and all yes. that. That's where yeah. all of those guys compete. Um, that's the Olympia, and then the amateur version of that is the NPC. Right. Um, so that's kind of like your main federation in terms of if that's if you want to be at that elite yeah. world level, that is where you need to compete. And would they, but if they're that one organization, do they um, judge it solely on like say a specific thing each year then so, compared yeah. to the others where it's subjective? So the, no, they're, they're all gonna be subjective, right. but um, the, so what, whoever wins the Olympia, like, you know, that, that one competition okay. should really set the standard for everything and it should right. trickle down through the levels. So they'll judge it from the year before? Yeah, kind of, but again, it's still subjective. So for example, I did a show with the, they're called the NPC. Right. Um, um, I did a show with them a few weeks ago and they were the ones that told me, oh, you're too bottom heavy, go do wellness. But- <laughs> if, all if, the work you've put in as well. I still won my class. Yeah. So it wasn't that they didn't like my look, but on a different stage. So for example, if I went to compete in Europe, which a lot of people from the UK right. do, I actually would probably be one of the smaller girls. Okay. And they would probably never tell me to go do wellness. But it's just, the judges just judge you on what they see that day. So because I was on a stage with a, a few girls that weren't as heavily muscled, I tend to be a more muscular bikini for the UK look. Right, okay. Um, but if you put me in Spain, I would look so small compared to some of those girls who are a lot more heavily muscled. Right. So it's just, it, it, it varies country to country. It varies just like day to day because if you go into a show that's really busy and there's a really high standard you're going to look different whereas if you go into a smaller show where maybe there's you're one of the bigger girls you can either stick out for all the right or all the wrong reasons and it's just it's a, it's a minefield and it's luck of the draw and this is why I always say if like I've got clients competing or people ask me like oh, what advice do you have for like show days like it's not that deep like you have to go into it and being like I'm happy with how I look and whatever happens happens because it's just someone's opinion <laughs> wow yeah yeah and you're getting judged off someone else it's literally judging a book by its cover yeah so that's why i always have to say to people like it's not that deep and if you get really wrapped up in that result you're going to be miserable very quickly and i've been there like there was definitely a point in my time where i was like i really want to turn pro and that's all that matters to me right. and like that's all i want to do but i was then so fixated on the results that even if I did well, if I didn't do the absolute best and win the whole thing, I was like gutted. And then I was like, oh, that's not what it's about. And you're just always, you're going to lose more times than you win, right? Yeah. So you just you need to change how you go into the shows sometimes right. rather than trying to change yourself to always win. You have to right, think yeah. about, okay, what's my mindset going into it instead? Because it seems as though there's like, yeah, um, 
no matter what, you, you've chose the category and you're like, fuck it, I'm just, I'm just going in for that category and doing it. I think, it. yeah, you, you kind of have to. I mean, you'll know where you naturally fall and like you, you can take, feedback is very subjective as well. So, you know, I can take that feedback on board and if I wanted to go and do wellness, I maybe could, but I could turn up and have a girl who's truly lower body dominant and has much more muscle than me turns up and I did that different category, she would probably still win. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> like I say, it's, it's very dependent on the day and the judges and even things like posing. If I just pose a little bit differently, which I've looked at when you see your stage photos, I'm like, all right, okay, if I can tweak that a bit of my posing, my upper and lower will look more balanced. So there's loads of little things. Yeah, there's, like, it's, there's so many levels to it all that it's, it, it sounds like something so simple, like, oh, lose a bit of weight, get yeah. on stage. But there's so many little details that go into it that make it more complex. And I think that's what keeps it so interesting. I always think it's like a balance of science and art of like the science of bringing your body in to being lean, but the art of making the overall look exactly how you want it, yeah. um, which is why I really like it. I feel like it has a really good balance of you've got a creative ability within it, but you also have to have that scientific facts, numbers, you know, grams of carbs, yeah. water loading, all those things. So there's just so many elements to it, which keeps it super fun and exciting. Super fun and exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much like I, I, I fully appreciate it because it is people don't understand the work what goes into it and yeah. there is so much goes into it I think I've said it before where some people have said they wanted to compete it's like you're going to put your life on all you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you might win a 10 quid trophy oh yeah yeah like literally I've probably invest I've invested thousands yeah. at this point um and done like there's been some shows so I competed at the UK Arnold's 2021 and right. it cost me a couple of thousand by the time I'd paid for accommodation for the weekend, the ticket to the Arnold Expo, the, you know, like the tan, all the rest of yeah. it. Um, all the training, all the yeah. coaching. Yeah. And then I came third. And like you have, to, and the, the, it costs a lot to enter as well. And so like you total up all those things and it's like, you have to be okay with going in and like some girls will have spent the exact same amount of money yeah. and not like, come away with nothing. like no medal, no nothing. And so you have to be really okay with making that investment first, knowing that you're not always gonna get that return of the validation of a trophy or yeah. anything like that. So it's about making sure the journey is what like, personal for you and you have to decide it's a success or a win before you go. Yeah. Um, which again, I wasn't in that mindset at that time when I remember feeling really annoyed about the investment and oh, well, I could have done more, I should have done more, but sometimes you can't, you yeah. just have to enjoy it for what it is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, um, so this is probably like, cause we train um, a lot of people, uh, weightlifting specific as well, and we get them shredded as well. Yeah. Um, and generally when they come out of like the, the, the shred phase after the diet and phase after they've done the photo shoot, what's you, what does your food nutrition training look like off season? Right, so... <laughs> so, so like cal calories-wise as well, because when yeah. we're telling people to go to it, even the 2,000 plus, they're like, how much? So, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> do you know what? I've, until this year, where I've actually managed the post-show period very well, mm -hmm. I've never done it very successfully. Right. I have always been that person to go and overeat, and gain quite a lot of fat rapidly and then put myself in not a great position. So then the next time I've got a start prep, I then have a whole bunch of weight to lose. So yeah. my goal this year was to not do that, um, which has been successful so far. Okay. So when I'm prepping, my food does go very low and my cardio does go very high. Like I have a very, my body, I tend to gain muscle quite easily. I'm probably more gifted in that respect, but being lean, it, it ain't for me. My body hates it. So right. <laughs> it's a lot of hard work to get there. Um, but post-show... I wanted to make sure that I kind of came out of it relatively well. So I had a day or two of just eating whatever I liked and yeah. feeling mentally relaxed without trying to overeat. And then I got back onto my prep diet for a few days just to allow my body to settle because especially with my prep diet, there's a lot of removing of things. So there's yeah. a lot of removing of certain foods and stuff and my digestion just takes a bit of a hit. So I went back to my normal diet and then my boyfriend coaches me. So we decided we'd cut cardio back by 20 minutes. So I was just doing 40 minutes a day. And then we went straight up to around 2,000 calories. Yeah. Um, so is this the week after? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, then, obviously, 
pig out weekend and then, yeah, and then a few back days of your diet yeah. from the week before. The thing is, it's always, it's always going to be different. I've tried to do it really slowly where I've gone from maybe say like a thousand calories to like 1,300, 1,000, yeah. but mentally that's just so so difficult because you're starving and you're like my goal's not there anymore so i tend to find having a bigger jump up in calories initially just helps me better i feel satiated i've got a bit more variety of food and it makes you feel more energized and it, you're yeah. still hungry <laughs> don't get me wrong there's always going to be loads of hunger cravings but i i like that slightly bigger increase um and more of the same foods as well so like okay. rather than like all oh, right yeah i'm gonna have burgers all the time stuff so i'm like i just want more oats and yeah, <laughs> more yeah. rice cakes and stuff which sounds crazy but that's I enjoy it and I know it digests well and it makes me feel good. So yeah, I've gone up to about 2000 calories and then we're just tapering cardio down because I find that affects my training most. Right, okay. But it's, it's really hard to kind of give an exact because we just respond to what we see. Like, and I know you'll do this right. as well. Whereas it's, it's some weeks, I might, my weight might fluctuate up a little bit and be like, right, we're not going to pull back at all. We're just going to wait and see what happens. And I'm like, yeah. right, okay. We can continue to increase food the week after because we come back down and it's just... It's every, I've never had a post diet phase the same. It's always okay. different. So, but yeah, I would say if you're scared of increasing the calories, don't be because once you start feeling more energized again and feeling good in the gym again, you're like, oh yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah. So when you say, so when you say cardio there, you're, are you just talking steps or something like that? Or? So steps independent from cardio. So I, on my prep, will do fasted cardio in the morning. So okay. this last prep, the most I ever got to was just 60 minutes fasted in the morning. Right. And then I also had 15,000 steps on top of that. On top of that, um, okay, yeah. So I keep those independent. So right. the Fitbit comes off when yeah. I'm doing the cardio just so that I can make sure they're individual. Right. Um, but yeah, tend to like to control both of those separately just okay. so that we've got because obviously steps can be as intense or as relaxed as you like whereas like cardio I'm like going for it oh yeah okay oh yeah yeah like what, what, what kind of cardio so I use inclined treadmill just okay. because I find I can get a really good high heart rate and a good sweat on without like, impacting my training too well. much no, oh, no okay, just yeah, power yeah. walk just power walk and you're right. Run, okay, again yeah, running yeah. I find would hurt my joints and I wouldn't be able to recover I find yeah. the Stairmaster very difficult. Yeah. I have quite dominant quads. So if I do the bike, it just blows my quads up and right. kind of flows my proportions off. So that's another thing coming back to the criteria yes. thing. So we've yeah. got to take that into consideration. Um, and then the cross trainer as well, I find quite hard on my joints sometimes too. So I find that trial and error, the incline treadmill has been best for me, but again, yeah. everyone has their own thing that they'll probably enjoy more or get the most out of. And I've also got a treadmill at home, so it's just dead right. easy to wake up. So your cardio it. is just walking, basically, isn't it? A very fast walking. Yeah, very if, fast walking, yeah. If you see me doing it, like, so I used to do my cardio in the gym in the morning and the guy that cleaned the gym, he was like, I have never seen anyone with such little legs walk so fast. Right, okay. <laughs> so it is intense, even though it might just be a walk. Yeah. Um, by the end of it, I'm dying, I'm covered in sweat. It is still, I'm probably burning just as much as I would jogging, but it's just a little bit more gentle on my joints. So are you doing, so post, so uh, off season, um, are you still hitting the 15,000 steps and the cardio? So we'll, we'll taper it down. Um, ideally, so I'm an online coach, so the, I, it's basically an office job. So having 15,000 steps sounds great, but sometimes we're quite hard to fit in in my day. So yeah. um, what we'll do from here is just taper it down gently. So like I said, the end of my prep, I was doing an hour of cardio in the morning and 15,000 steps. I'm now about three weeks since my last show and I'm doing 30 minutes of cardio in the morning and 12,000 steps. So yeah. over the last two weeks, we've just gradually pulled those back. I had my check-in this morning and we've kept those the same for this week coming. And ideally kind of take it down to maybe one or two cardio sessions a week just for overall fitness. Okay. And then I like to keep my steps about 10,000 because I like to be able to do some, but I find that anything above 10,000, it just eats into my work day a little bit. So yeah. yeah. And what's your calories like now? So I don't if, like to if, know. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Um, this is another thing is that I find mentally, so I, I use a meal plan. Right, and okay. My, so I mean, follow, yeah, yeah. I'm a coach, so I have so, a rough idea. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know how much is in certain things, things yeah, but... Yeah. You could look at something and know. Yeah, and yeah. I could very easily work it out exactly, but I think ignorance is bliss when right. you're dieting, when you're reverse dieting, because it is so easy to be caught up on like, oh my God, I'm only on a thousand calories. This is really hard mm -hmm. or... So, but I would say at the moment, I'm probably on 
around 2,000 calories a day. Right, okay. Um, but like I say, I like that big jump And what's up. your body weight? Bef so I was 54 this morning. Yeah, so that's... Because what we find with the battle with our clients, isn't it? This is where I'll bring Sarah in. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a battle with our clients trying to get them back to see there. Um, and they're generally heavier as well. Yeah. Like, I can't eat all that. And it's... It, it's pain in the arse sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> Your body needs that fuel. Like it if you want to go and yeah. perform and if and like if you want to keep, like say you've you know built that muscle and you're yeah. looking really good, there's only so long you can stay at that peak look. Yeah. And I think a lot of people as well, they're, they're getting into like trying to change their body or they're maybe looking at people who are competing and stuff and they see that show day look or that photo shoot look and they're like, oh yeah, that's what I want. It's like, those people don't look like that 24 seven. No. And so you have like, by the end, so for example, on a show day, we drink no water and eat very little to keep the waist small and keep yeah. everything looking as dry as possible. If I have a normal day of eating, by the time I've got to four or five o'clock, I've got a whole day's worth of food of me, like four liters of water in. I don't look like I would on stage. Of course, yeah. And so I think making sure people like, yeah, know about that is that you've got to eat, you've got to fuel. Yeah. And if you ever want to peak your look, then it takes a lot more going into it. Well, plus the wanting to add mass. Yeah, if you well. want to grow, you've got to eat. Yeah, well, it, well, it is, you've got to, if you want that and, and the coming out of it, and obviously they want to get back to how they were training because those last few weeks, yeah. when you've been in such a deficit, there's no energy yeah. there. And I mean, I don't think my food will probably get higher than 2,000. Um, yeah. I think probably the highest I've ever gone is about 3,000-ish calories. Right. But again, my body, like it just depends. I've had clients who are bikini competitors who have been eating like nearly 4,000 calories a day. And I'm going, oh my goodness, where are you putting all this food? <laughs> and I'm like, I could only dream of that because my body just doesn't respond in that way. Yeah. Um, however, like I say, I gain muscle fairly easily and so, I can see physical changes without having to do that, but everyone's so different and everyone's so individual when it comes to that. But not being afraid to eat, I think especially with females, yes. can be quite a battle of like, no, you need to fuel your workouts. And that if you want to see the, the toned muscle coming through, you need to actually grow and actually eat. <laughs> yes, and I, th I think because they've getting it, because a lot of our clients here, they, they've never been in that shape and we do get them down to that shape. Yeah. And sort of they don't want to lose it, but it's like, you're not. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You see it all the time with bikini competitors as well. If they're coming away from that first show of being like, all oh, right, okay, I've done my first season and I, I, but I, like, oh, yeah, I'm scared to get gain body fat. And you have to kind of explain that with that little bit of extra body fat is going to come energy, it's going to come performance, it's going to come new muscle. And like, you need that bit of body fat so that you can look better the next time you maybe want to come yes. down yeah. or even just to maintain it from a lifestyle perspective that extra bit of food will make you a nicer person to be around. Yeah, <laughs> it will yeah. make your sleep better. It'll give you more energy. It'll mean that you can like, you know, perform in the gym well and have all those positive benefits that come with maybe an extra kilo, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, there's a lot, there's not much weight in between you being exhausted and tired and feeling amazing. Excellent, thank you for that. <laughs> so um, I took a quote from one of your uh, Instagram posts, but then I couldn't find the post again. <laughs> no, like, oh, no. What, what, what have I posted now? Oh, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> it's something what, um, it's, it's a quote what we use all the time for clients oh, okay. as well. So no, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, what have I said? <laughs> no, it was uh, something along the lines of, um, however long you think you have to lose weight, double it. Yep. Um, I get this all the time with people coming to me and being like, oh, I've got eight weeks till my holiday. And I'm like, right, okay. And they were like, yeah, but I don't want to give up my social life and I don't want to do that. And I'm like, right. Even if you've got eight weeks and you go all in, you're probably not gonna look as different as you think you're gonna look as if you yeah. gave yourself 16 weeks. Um, and this is the, like, so when this year I did a different approach to my own prep and I started it without knowing exactly when it was gonna end. Um, and I'd originally thought, oh, I think I'll be ready for April and I wasn't. And so I extended it and I ended up dieting for 20 weeks before I even got on a stage yeah. but I had 15 kilos to lose because like I said before I've not always done the post-show bit the best right. and I'd gained a bit too much weight um, and I wasn't in a very good position to necessarily start a really short sharp diet so yeah. I did 20 weeks of dieting before getting on stage and it paid off because I looked my best yeah uh, but if I tried to do it in 10 or 12 or even 16 it wouldn't have been the same look. I would have maybe had to sacrifice muscle to really 
pull off all that weight. And so I think that if you have the option to give yourself just those few more weeks, it, it's always, always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is, because like, um, so wait for like our shred, generally 12 weeks, but it's like a maximum of 30 pounds away type thing. Yeah. And, and people do what, like say it was, sometimes people are 50, 60 pounds like away from it and like, can I do the next one? And it's like, you're not, you're not ready yet. Yeah. But you've got to go away and get to X before you even think about uh, yeah, yeah, thing. definitely. Like, I think as well, people are, sometimes don't don't realise how much there is to lose. Like, I remember saying to one of the, so I do some like bikini posing on one of my posing clients, yeah. and I was saying, oh, I've probably got about fifteen kilos to come off, and she was like, oh my goodness, if you have that to lose, what am I? What do I have to lose? And I was like, well, until you've done it, <laughs> you don't know, and so yeah. you need to just be aware that. As, it depends how you hold your body fat as well. As like some girls might think, oh, well, I've still got a bit of ab, so I don't have that much to lose. But if you're storing body fat in your legs or your arms or anything, um, like for a long time, I was in the gym and my upper body leans out first and people were like, yeah. oh, you must be competing soon. And it would be, I was like, well, I was keeping it quiet. I was keeping it secret anyway, but I was like, oh, you, you don't, you've not seen my legs. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of body fat down there that still needs to come off to get me to that level of yes. lean. And so, everyone stores body fat differently and it's just, it, it, you would be surprised at how much, and I think like you, when you've worked in the fitness industry yes, a long yeah, time, yeah. you will often see it in people like, I can probably guess how many kilos somebody has to lose to get yeah. into good shape. <laughs> and normally it's a good few more kilos than they think they need to lose. And it's sometimes very difficult to have that conversation, especially with females and them not take it to heart and yeah. be like, I know you think you're maybe 10 kilos away from the physique that you want, but add another five yeah. <laughs> um, and add another few weeks to how long you think it's going to take because it's just it's just so hard to tell and I think especially if you've never pushed your body in that direction before yes. you will be very surprised that even dropping five kilos sometimes looks like you've barely scratched the surface especially if you're smaller yeah. because it takes longer as well and yeah. you probably might have 10 15 kilos like you did but they might think five and it's like not oh much. yeah like I, sometimes I'll like I think I'd pulled off 10 and I was going oh my god like there is still so much to come off yeah. and I was thinking because I remember thinking like oh I'm definitely going to be a bit heavier on stage and I was but I wasn't kilos and kilos heavier I think I was one kilo heavier this year after a whole right. year of growing I was one kilo up from the year like previous wow. years and but I'd pushed up too far and so I had all of that to kind of pull off. And I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna be like 55 kilos on stage, but I ended up being 51, right. you know what I mean? So there's an extra four <laughs> kilos there that I was like, oh yeah, okay. And my boyfriend who coaches me was kind of quietly saying, mm, I think you're gonna be a bit lighter than you think because yeah. you can always spot it in other people. And so making sure that you don't get fixated on what you weigh and just go by how you look and how you feel. And it's, it, yeah, it's a minefield, isn't it? <laughs> and like I say, dealing with females can be a bit, touchy sometimes can yeah. it? <laughs> nobody yeah. likes to be told they've got more weight to lose yeah i mean well like i've had have the conversation a lot this year with people yeah. and it's like no you've like you don't you've actually got 50 pounds yeah i've gotten quite good at doing it now oh yeah there's definitely yeah. A, a way to do it <laughs> yes i've gotten quite good but it's still like so i say to some people right you've got 50 pounds to lose okay so go away lose another 20 come back and they don't they wanted to do say the the shred yeah but then when it comes to the next one, have you lost that 20 pounds? No. No, yeah. So even if they would have done well on it, but they still wouldn't have been to where they yeah. wanted to be. So it's hard to get them to get focused before that. Yeah. Because then it is, it's 20 weeks, yeah. isn't You've it? You've got to, I also call it prep for prep or prep for your diet. Like if your body's yeah. not in a position to do that extreme bit of dieting, you're not going to get the response you want from it. And so... Yeah, it's really important to have that bit before the really hard diet of being consistent, of maybe letting your body drop off naturally a bit more weight and stuff so that you can actually get to how you want to look because yeah. otherwise you're in for a, a long haul. And I've done that before where I've not been ready and I've not been in a good position and I've dieted anyway. And my body's like screaming at me the whole way. I'm not <laughs> dropping any weight and I'm just going, no, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And before you know it, like you're on, I've been on like nearly two hours of cardio, like nothing oh. but fish or egg whites for like weeks. And I'm like, 
my body's still not responding, but I'm, I'm stubborn. So I just like keep going. But now I've made that mistake on myself and I acknowledge it and I put my hands up. And Everybody does it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody will do it. Like even if from the typical person walking in the gym, they'll crash diet. Yeah. You go back over, professionals will do it. I, maybe he's not him, he's a freak. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they do. Everybody does that. Yeah. Everyone's made that mistake. So how, what does, how long does the contest prep take? The nutrition and the obviously the tapering yeah. down the calories sort of look like so it depends again really on the individual mm -hmm. like i said i'm somebody whose body is can be quite stubborn so i always take a longer prep so i think the shortest one i ever did was my first ever one which was 12 weeks um, yeah. but went very aggressive with that and i probably didn't have as much body fat as i've had to lose in other years Every other prep has been 20 weeks or above, but I know people who can prep in 12 weeks easily or 10 weeks and they don't have a lot to lose or 16 weeks. So it's, it's very individual. For me, I take 20 because I would rather come down a bit slower, make sure I can have like some refeeds or higher days yeah. and give my body the break if it needs it rather than being like, no, we've got to like go, go, go and like <laughs> balls to the wall, must yeah. diet every single day. And um, so it's always better to have that little bit of time to pull back if you need to. Um, and again, it depends on your start point. So uh, my, my calories tend to just taper down fairly gradually. But this year I we took a bit of a different approach. Like I said, I had quite a bit of fat to lose. Yeah. So we did four weeks of a very big calorie drop. Um, I don't know what it was, but it was yeah. it was quite a lot. And we went in with straight away like half an hour of cardio every day where normally we'd taper it up a bit more. Um, so we did that for four weeks and then we would put food back up. And then that actually worked really well for me this time just to get my body right. responding. Yeah. Um, but most of the time what I've normally done is just taper down really slowly and, you know, pull 100 calories a day here. And then the next week pull 100 calories and gradually do that. But again, you you always respond to what you see mm -hmm. rather than it being like, oh, right, so this is a contest prep and you must do it in this formula and this is what will work. You have to, everybody's going to respond differently and you kind of have to, because you're trying to get an exact kind of look of lean but muscular and then yeah. full and everyone is going to look so different, you need to really just take it as it comes. So... It's really hard to explain to somebody coming into it for the first time or anything. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah. right, what's my prep going to look like? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> until I see how your body responds to me, I've yeah. got no clue. So kind of going into the unknown in your first kind of year can be interesting. But if, if you were coming into it the first time, always take more time than you need. Um, just Who's ever going to do that, though? I know, I know, but it's it's the thing is is like some people will be like, oh, no, I want to be dieting as little time as possible. And it's like, that's great, but if you get ill, or if something happens out of your control or something happens in that window, you've lost a week. So having a few more weeks than you need and then if you've got more time at the end to have some refeeds, rest your body a little bit, drop off some fatigue, that's great. And if not, if you have something happen or if your body doesn't respond the way you want it to, you've given yourself that more time. So yeah, it's... It's a long time, 20 weeks. It is. I think for some, like obviously you, oh, like, yeah. you're, you're really into it, but it's it's... <laughs> I think for say the like for people to wrap their heads around twenty weeks of, of trying to tell Doris yeah. to diet is is it's a long time. Oh yeah, absolutely it is absolutely. It just depends on what you're trying to achieve. I think especially when you're trying to achieve levels of leanness that your body cannot maintain um, and that is something that your body does not want to do. Yeah. You need that time. And the thing is, is like I said, because you don't know how everyone's gonna respond. Um you having those extra weeks is helpful like I say if you've got somebody who responds really well you would be like okay we don't need we don't need 20 weeks and like, I've done a, f a few of my girls if I've worked with them quite a while before their prep starts I'll be like yeah your body is not going to need 20 weeks let's do 16 okay right. and then that will be that gives us a few weeks if anything happens but we can like make that work and it's just it's so individual it's just everyone has those parts like of themselves that will naturally help them within bodybuilding or physique like changing their physique. So like I say, I build muscle fairly easily, which some girls be like, oh, I just can't build muscle, it's yeah. so hard. But they might sit really lean and be able to eat a lot of calories year round that I just can't do. <laughs> so I know, I'm like, do you want to swap? Um, so yeah, everyone has strengths and weaknesses within their natural genetic capabilities. Yeah. So it's just playing to that. And 
like I say, it's trial and error and finding what works for you. And although 20 weeks sounds like a long time, the first few weeks of that diet um, are not always that hard. Like I'm still eating like a big bowl of cereal post-workout yeah. probably. And it's... You're in the excited phase because yeah, you, 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 um, you've started that journey. So you're I, quite interested. I think as well, like it depends on how aggressively you, you diet and stuff as well. And if you've, if you're including foods that you enjoy and like it is my lifestyle now. So I guess I don't even really think about it. I live with my partner. Yeah. He does it kind of too. So it doesn't seem like that big of a change. It's just yeah, like, all right, okay. If I go out for a meal with my family, I'll just take my own or eat before or whatever. It's just... Mm -hmm. like, those are the small things. It's not until the last few weeks that you're like, oh, I'm exhausted and I've got an hour of cardio every day and all the rest of it. That's probably not even half the prep that feels like that. So yeah. the first 10 weeks, I kind of, as much as it's dieting and it's prep, it's not going to feel like the, the hard end or yeah. the, the business end of prep, I think is what people call it. The business end. The business right, end. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so why do you do this? I really love a challenge. Right. And I think it's really interesting to prove to yourself what you're capable of. And I think people surprise them. And I love seeing it in my clients or in myself where like you genuinely surprise yourself when you're like, damn, I did that. Like that, that's, I didn't think I could. And that's how I explain getting through the hard days of dieting to people where they're like, oh, I'm really struggling today and I'm so hungry and I just want to go, you know, go and eat whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look, if you can get through today and just really push, you're going to be able to put your head on that pillow tonight and be like, damn, I did that. Like that yeah. was hard and I did it. And then you're like, well, if I can do that, what else can I do? And it's you, what you learn through pushing yourself with diet and training, I think it translates into so many areas of your life, like yeah. building your self-confidence, realizing how hard you can work or how much you can challenge yourself and push yourself and still be okay at the end of it. And then be like, wow, I'm actually just so capable. And as somebody, like when I was younger, I didn't have that self-belief. I didn't really believe I was capable. And so having this thing in my life that constantly shows me like, no, you, you are capable and you can do so much more than you think. It's a really good constant reminder of no actually if you want something you can do it it might be hard work and but you're you're capable of doing that mad so like you, you your mindset must be so strong i mean you probably don't realize it yourself but it, to it be hasn't able... always been and yeah. i think that's something that's definitely I, it, competing has taught me so much and i'm so grateful for the times when my mindset has been bad because now that it's better again it has, like, like I said, I was kind of touched on earlier that I had this period of time where I was really focused on just winning. And yeah. um, if I wasn't winning, I was failing. And that was the same time I was talking about that prep where my body wasn't responding, but I just kept going and I kept going and I was so stubborn. And I got to the point after that prep where I thought, I'm never going to do this again. It's becoming this negative thing in my life. It doesn't feel right. I'm not enjoying it. And so this year, this prep for me was really about like, right, I'm, I didn't tell anyone about it. I kept it a secret because I was like, I want to do this for me again. And I want to have that feeling of like, just feeling that accomplishment of knowing that no matter what happens when I stand on stage, that I've enjoyed this yeah. and that I've done this for me and that nobody can tell me if I've succeeded or not. Like I'll, I decide if it's a success uh -huh. and then I did that. And it actually turned into my most successful in terms of placing season yet. And right. I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that I, I wasn't pressuring myself to just focus on that one thing. And I was so focused on making it positive that it made everything so much better and more enjoyable. And yeah, I think that the period of having it be something that wasn't positive in my life yeah. has allowed me to get to this point where I'm like, wow, it can be positive as long as you're coming at it from the right angle yeah and so that's a big thing that I'm always trying to stress to either the girls I work with and it's something I'm looking to try and change I've just started doing or oh, got a first one next month with one of my she was a client she's now like one of my friends well she is still my client but um <laughs> she's like one of my best mates now and we are starting these seminars all aimed at like females and competing and making the process positive yeah um which is something that a lot like it's You're kind of new the next question here. oh have I? <laughs> oh well there we go here we go a little plug um, 
So yeah, we're calling it flow um, into mm. prep and we're going to do ones about off season and the other side of preps as well. But because I've had those negative prep experiences and then positive ones and I can notice the trends and changes in my mindset, I really want to make sure that people coming into that industry have those positive experiences too. And I feel like the trophies and things at the end of the day, like like you say, it's like it's like a, a 10 pound trophy. Like yeah. it, it doesn't determine your worth, but how you come into that prep and how you carry yourself throughout it will either mean you will look back on it and be like, that was so cool or, oh my God, I can't believe I wasted my time doing that. Yeah. Um, and so having that is just like, I'm really excited about that part and like uh -huh. something so new. And I just, I love a bit of mindset. I love yeah. a bit of talking about okay, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. And um, I mean, if anyone has ever followed me for a while or anything, like most of my content is about that. And right. I just, that that's the side of this that I love is the, the mindset behind it all and making sure that other people have positive experiences and that they maybe learn from my mistakes or if I can help even just one person have a more positive experience like that that's a success in my book for sure because yeah, it's normally a dream isn't yeah. it for, for some people but if you're switching it right on its head yeah. but the question was going to be you're a coach yourself so what do you who do you help and what's your services <laughs> yeah so I mean yeah I'm a coach I work with a whole variety of people so I work only with women um just simply because I find that like that we will gel a lot more and my right. partner coaches guys and so quite often we'll have like couples and I mean it's maybe the same with yourself so you know like you just find that sometimes genders will gel better with themselves and like yeah. guys sometimes don't want to tell me when they're struggling right. <laughs> so um I'd have worked exclusively with the females but I coach people from like lifestyle like you know macro tracking uh -huh. general just trying to feel better about themselves um all the way to bikini athletes and competitors and I do photo shoot preps like I do a variety of things but and I try and tailor all my online services to be exactly what that person needs and I haven't always been the best at that I used to do a lot of um like transformation stuff as well which was all right, good yeah. um, but I now have just found that like a lot of my clients they'll stay with me for a long time and that obviously like there's only so long you can do a 12-week shred type diet yes, for yeah, yeah. and so beyond that you need that kind of okay here's how we can help you live your life long term and I'm really looking to expand the again the mindset side of yeah. my business so like being able to help people with how they feel day to day as well as how they look and how they perform in the gym is it's a really big one for me but yeah and I also do posing coaching as well like right, I said um, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I like doing a bit of everything. I think it keeps really interesting yeah. for me. But it's everything under the same umbrella. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I like being able to, you know, if I've got a check-in day, I've got, you know, f three girls that are macro tracking and their wins for their week are, you know, oh, that I tracked this meal out with my family and had a really good time. Or, you know, I went on this weekend away and I didn't think about food at all. I was just so focused on being in the moment. Like, yeah. that's really cool. But then I've also got someone else checking the same day that's like, nailed on my cardio, nailed on my steps. Or, you know, oh God, I'm struggling with these like, really hard zero carb days what can I do mm -hmm. and I can help them and it's all that variety of people all working under the same umbrella but for such different goals and different perspectives uh -huh. and also as well sometimes you'll have the people that are doing those hard diets and then helping them come away from that and into trying to find okay what else is there to life getting more energy like yeah. you say putting the calories <laughs> up making them be like yeah I'm giving I'm them goals after that yeah and that's when they lose it isn't it exactly and you know your life doesn't have to be constantly working towards the next fat loss like you can enjoy now while you're trying to build that muscle or live your life a little bit more or if you want to find that bit more freedom within food that you can still work with somebody towards that goal and feel good about it it doesn't have to be that, oh, right, if I'm not trying to get shredded from a holiday, I should just stop my coaching and then just eat whatever and then feel bad about myself and sign up with the coach again in six months. Yep. I, yeah. <laughs> like, and I've seen people do that cycle and I'm caught, like, I'm trying so hard. Like a, a lot of my girls have come back to me recently. They're like, this is so good to have this side of your coaching now as well. So I have a lot of clients that will come back and they'll be like, you've improved that side of your coaching so much and this is great and I can stick to this long term. And I'm like, that the fact that I'm learning and improving that means a lot to me. So right. yeah, like I always put my hand up and be like, I'm not, I don't always know everything. And sometimes it won't always be the right approach, but as long as I'm always trying to get better and continually improving where I can, then, you know, I'm, I'm happy. And as long as my girls are happy, that's, that's good with me. Yeah. So what's the end goal with it all? 
I honestly, <laughs> my end goal changes. Goal. And this is the thing is that I think it's, I kind of have these little reviews with myself quite often because like I said, a couple of years ago, if you'd asked me like, oh, what's your end goal? I'd yeah. be like, I want to compete at the Olympia. I want to be a bikini pro. I, like that, that's the end goal. And I want to have just coaching bikini competitors. And that like, that's, I want to be all in on the bodybuilding. Yeah. Whereas actually now that's definitely changed. And I've kind of had to reassess and be like, well, actually there's what my value now in life doesn't necessarily align with that goal anymore. And so I want to compete when it feels right for me. Okay. I want to enjoy every time I prep and enjoy all my stage experiences and do what I want to do with it. I want to have a coaching business and a business in general that makes me feel fulfilled and happy and enjoy what I do every day. And it's not so much about that end goal, but as in, I would just want to make sure that the process of doing it all is something that every day I have something that I'm like, yes, that made me really happy today. Yeah. Rather than it being like, oh, I'll be happy when I get here. Because I've lived my life like that. And it doesn't matter how close you get to there. As if you've not got it yet, you'll feel unhappy or unfulfilled. Yeah. I'm really big on gratitude. I'm really big on focusing on controlling what you can control and living in the moment and finding what's, what there is to be happy about now. And I think that that, that my, my end goal is to make sure that there's at the end of every day, I can list several things that have happened that day that I'm happy about now, right. whether or not they take me towards my end goal or if it's just taking the dog for a nice walk. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, it's, of course. It's that, that's the, I know, I feel like I've just gone on a total tangent. No, 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 The no, question no, no. you've yeah, asked. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just there, uh, what's the end goal? You still yeah. on track? No, right, okay, we're good, we're good. Um, but yeah, no, I just, my, my end goal changes. Like one minute I'll be like, oh yeah, I think I do want to maybe pursue that. And then I'll like have to reevaluate myself, be like, is it though? And so at the moment, my end goal with competing is to have fun. Yeah. End goal with my coaching business is to get something that supports my life in a way that can always be managed and just to create what I want to. Like I said, like I'm leaning into the mindset side of things more. I'm big on like internal nudges and intuition. And yeah. If something makes me feel good, I'll just be like, right, I'll lean into that more. I'll do more of it. So at the moment I'm doing like a meditation course and stuff like that. I'm starting my seminars, which have gone down like really well. So I'm, I'm really excited for those to start and see yeah. if that picks up. So at the moment, the end goal is just to lean into that side of things more and see where that takes me. But yeah, just have fun doing it, I guess. <laughs> From all of that, I think you're, um, you're following what every coach is what every coach says to everybody, enjoy the process. Yeah. I think in your following, yeah. that big, huge, big bit of advice. It, and yeah. It's so much easier said than done though. Yeah. It's like, and if you'd, when I was in that kind of more negative mindset to the point where I was like, I actually was like looking at nine to five office jobs and everything. I was like, right. I, I was like, I am, I sickened myself of the, almost like the industry. I lost all my passion for it by focusing on the end goal to the point where I'm now like, I appreciate so much that they enjoying the process part. And if you'd asked me though, at the time where I was like getting to that point of complete burnout, I'd be like, yeah, I love this. This is my life. I love it. But I think I was, I was trying to convince myself I loved it, even though I wasn't really focusing on loving it. Does yeah. that make sense? Like I, I was so focused on that end goal that I was kind of miserable day to day, but the, the thought of having the end goal was making it worth it, but I wasn't actually enjoying it all that much. It was just the, the thought of the end goal made me happy right. rather than actually the things I was doing day to day making me happy. And that is where I was like, I got to that point where I was like, I'm so burnt out that like, maybe I can't do this anymore. Maybe I don't want to compete. And then I, I had it in my head like, all oh, right, if I don't compete, no one's going to want to be coached by me. So I'm going to have to find a different job or, you know, even just talking about diet and training was like draining me. And I was like, oh, just, and it was just crazy to ever get to that point. And now that I, got to that point of like rock bottom I guess and then built myself back up it's it's really changed how I view like my own journey and everyone else's journey and it's just not never talked about you see people in fitness and they're like oh yeah every day is great and I love it and it's like <laughs> it's not like some days will suck and some days and you might reach those points but I think it's what you learn from those rock bottom points yeah. that will either push you forward or will send you like way back. Brilliant. We've got two, well, two yeah, two left. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's, 
The last one is just where do we find you? So that one's an easy oh, one. Okay. So this one, um, well, I always like uh, end up with like, a, um, if you give anyone like a piece of advice to live a lean, a healthier lifestyle. But I think I'd rather a bit of advice from say somebody wanting to go on such a strict regime. What would be your advice on the mindset side of if they should do it? how they should do it type yeah. thing and, and how did they get the mind around actually going for it for say 12 to 20 weeks? So if you are thinking, oh, I, I want to try and do like, you know, like yeah. that really strict, a prep, a photo shoot prep, mm -hmm. a shred, something like that. Why? And yeah. that's my first question to everybody um, is why, why do you want to do it? Because if it's just because you're like, I want to be shredded, it's not necessarily going to be the right thing for you. Um, and I get, I see it quite often with girls who are like, oh, I want to compete because I want to win and I want to wear the sparkly bikini or I want to, <laughs> I, I want to look, I want to look like, why do you want to do it? I want to look like X, Y, Z. And it's like, right, you need to find that deeper purpose because I'm telling you now that on the hard days, just trying to, the, the thought of, oh, I just want to look like this person ain't going to get you through. So you need to find that deeper reasoning as to why you want to do it. Is it to see what you are capable of? Is it because you need that, like, comp like you're trying to build your confidence and you want to push yourself outside your comfort zone? Is it because you've been training for like five years and you're like, I kind of want a higher purpose to this so that I can keep my yeah. motivation up? That's a really good one. I see quite a few people coming to me that are like, been in the gym for several years, but, and I've always been training hard, but I feel like, what am I working towards? And I just want that higher purpose. I'm like, cool, that's great. Um, but just the first thing you need to do is be like, why? Why do you want to do that? Because there's a lot of reasons that are probably not the right reasons to do it. And if it's not the right reason behind you wanting to diet, you're going to struggle at some point. Um, the second I would say is just to be like, communicating with whoever's trying to help you um, and remembering that if you're going to choose to diet to an extreme, that there's a reason why not a lot of people can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's a choice. Like there's a little saying in like the bodybuilding community, like prep is a privilege, but I think it's dieting is a privilege. And right. overall, like there are people in this world that go hungry without the choice of being hungry. And so if you are going to choose to put yourself in a calorie deficit and be hungry because you have the luxury of having that choice, embrace that choice and be like, okay, this is temporary for me. I'm controlling it. I'm choosing it. And if you're choosing it and it's genuinely making you miserable, you are the person that has the power to change that choice if it genuinely doesn't make you happy. But if you are choosing it, try and find some way of making it that positive. And even if it's like I said earlier, if it's you're choosing it and it's a hard day and you're struggling, try and focus on that point of, okay, if I can make it to the end of this day, I'll have achieved something I've never done before and push myself to new limits and that will benefit me later on because I'll know that I'm capable and like just trying to find something to make it that bit more positive because if you are feeling negative throughout the entire thing you are going to look back at that 12 weeks 16 weeks 20 weeks and you're going to be like wow that that wasn't worth it whereas if you go back if you can look back on it and be like I learned this about myself mm -hmm. I achieved something that was amazing and I like I feel so grateful for that process then you will look back on it and be like, yeah, that was really cool, I did that. So yeah, making sure that if you're gonna do it, you do it for the right reasons and that when you're in it and it gets hard, that you have that ability to really focus on the fact that you are, you're choosing that. Brilliant, I'm definitely stealing the, um, it's a privilege to die as one. There you Absol go. Absolutely. It's not, it's not uh, my quote, I can't take credit. <laughs> absolutely brilliant, so where do people find you? Um, so I'm basically just my Instagram. So my Instagram is Jenny Hamilton Coach. Yeah one word um i do have a youtube channel as well i can't actually remember the name of it at the moment which is linked um, i post semi semi regularly two months ago the last one yeah i know i know <laughs> do you know what i have i have clips edited but because i've been in prep and coming out of prep it's yeah. always a bit of a whirlwind a lot of traveling going on in the last month so yeah there will be another one going up soon but Good. yeah instagram mainly youtube occasionally um and occasionally on the odd podcast so yeah, okay, <laughs> so yeah that's where you can find me thank you very much thank you thank you cheers <laughs>